Kel Novick Alive featuring Coquel. Subscribe to the podcast. It's free. And it's wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We have a gift wrap for you after every show. Individual segments, the full hour. We're here for you. And we love you. Sorry I yelled at you. The Ken Levick Alive no, featuring Coquel Podcast. Do it. Or we're going to show up at your house. <laughs> With bats. We, we know people. Yeah, we sure squad do. Squad up. Yep, the radio mafia. That's what we're bringing to your door. kids still say things like squad? Is that a thing anymore? Mm, not sure. My gang, my group, my <laughs> boys. <laughs> All right, stop, please. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, let's go to social media before we dive into the Dolphins here. Playing a little taw towel. Week 1 NFL Sunday edition. That's a win. That's a loss. The biggest player coach team winner from NFL Week 1. Elliot Brownstein tweets the Eagles. Yep, that goes right along with what we were talking about with Nick Sirianni. That team was just ready to go. On the other side, Arthur Smith and the Falcons. Big losers in Week 1. That was a rough debut. It is tough to bounce back from that. Uh, at Defotop on Twitter. Jameis Winston, he's right on board with me. Jameis Winston, the winner of NFL Sunday Week 1. Uh, and the losers from NFL Sunday Week 1 here with Tautal at ESPN West Palm on Twitter. Aaron Albers says Green Bay, they lost a game they should have won. I'm assuming he means that they should have won on paper before kickoff because once kickoff happened, the Packers had no business being in that game and were not competitive in any way, shape, or form. Once kickoff happened or once this offseason happened? <laughs> so you're really going to declare Aaron Rodgers end of era. The era is over. It's done. Hot seat for LaFleur. Get to, get to see his seat's warm. <laughs> Senator Ted Coops tweets the Packers were the biggest losers. Uh, Jay Hink tweets Tennessee and the Falcons were the biggest losers. How about the Titans? That was uh, extremely poor as well because the Cardinals did whatever they wanted. 38-13, Kyler Murray, five touchdowns, uh, five sacks uh, for uh, for the Cardinals' Chandler Jones. I mean, the Cardinals are fun. The, the Cardinals are real fun. I'm on ESPN.com, and it's showing that DeAndre Hopkins had 83 yards receiving. That's a mistake. I think he had 483 <laughs> yards receiving. Because <laughs> those 400. highlights, you should add 100 yards to every catch. There should be oh, a degree man. of difficulty addition. I completely agree. And then Kirk finding those balls when Hopkins, I mean, when Murray puts it up there and getting underneath them, and the way Murray's just running around the field looking better than everyone else, like that is a squad that is absolutely a joy to watch. Yeah. I don't know, is there a more fun team to watch right now? I don't now think than so. I don't, they, have, they have those athletic receivers. They have Kyler Murray, who's a video game. Like, they're just flat-out fun. They're, Kyler Murray is getting to that point now where he's going to two or three times during the course of a game drop your jaw. Like they, He's that level of quarterback right now. And they have Buda Baker on defense, who's obviously the best player, because if you ever watch a Cardinals game, it seems like he makes every single tackle. Yeah, yeah. He has to average at least 67 tackles a game. Who are the top three jaw-drop NFL quarterbacks where at least once every weekend you're going to say, oh, my God, it's 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 Kyler now. He's in that discussion. It's Mahomes. Mahomes, definitely. And then Brady he, still gives you a throw where you're yeah, like, wow. But I usually, like, I would, I would have said Aaron Rodgers until yesterday, that stink fest. I, I suppose still Rodgers, he has one more week to prove it to me, and then he's getting kicked out of the arbitrary jaw-drop list I just made up. That's right. That's right. It's been a long run in that list that you just made uh-huh. up, but it's over now. All good things come to an end, You've A-Rod. been put on notice, Rodgers. Uh, Jayco says yesterday was a bad look for Urban Meyer. Yeah. That, that team doesn't seem very good, well-coached. 
That was not good English from me almost. <laughs> Very not good coach. No, well coached. No good coach. Yeah. Jaguar. Yeah. I'm like four-year-old here giving NFL analysis, but uh, they, they don't seem very well coached. And Trevor Lawrence, they want to let him throw away and bomb away. That's fine. He had the three touchdowns yesterday, but they're not good defensively. The offensive scheme seems off. I don't know. I just I, and I know it's one game, but even going back to the preseason, I'm not sure that this is for Urban. No, and he, he has to figure out that he's working with adults too. Everything's going to be a little bit different than when you're you're not the demigod anymore. That's no. the problem. These college coaches come in, especially if you notice some of the college coaches who aren't at the huge schools have more success in the pros than the ones who are at the huge schools because at least at the littler schools, you're not that guy where you can walk on water all throughout the city and the town where Urban's going there saying, you know, he thinks everyone's going to listen because he has some motivational speech and it'll work. That's not how it works. No. These, these guys are going through their jobs and their professions. Urban, that experiment may not go, and the next coach is going to have a good – I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. I'm not scared off. Yeah, the, I think he's going to be fine. The three interceptions are nothing to me. Throw picks all day as a rookie. I also don't want him to turn into a Stafford, though, where he has the first decade of his career – just completely undercut because the organization and the coaches that he's under are incompetent. Yeah, I mean, there I mean that was that a waste work. of a decade. And that team is pretty bad. That team's a long way away. It's yeah. going to take some major upheaval. And I don't know if Herb's the guy that you want controlling a roster considering he's never really done it before. Right. I know the con son has a lot of input and they the owners take a lot of it, kind of Jerry Jones-ish, mm-hmm. because they do a lot of analytics to decide who's playing. You need someone... I'm going to sound like such a meatball. You need a football guy in there to kind of just yeah. tell you that's been in the pros and kind of advise you through this process. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So, again, we'll take your winners and losers NFL Sunday week one. Some tall towel, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's get into our Dolphins deep dive. The Finns beat the Patriots 17-16 to yesterday, uh, late afternoon in Foxborough. That is a game that... Over the last 20 years, the Dolphins have lost every single time. This is only the third win in Foxborough for the Dolphins in 20 years, in two decades. Uh, And so I'll take it. I don't care if the Dolphins uh, fumbled 17 times and then fortuitously kicked it to themselves for touchdowns to win this game, or the Patriots ended up having to forfeit because of a bad stomach flu. You take a win in Foxborough, okay? And the Dolphins did that. They are 1-0. They're the only team in the AFC East to pick up a victory. Tua and the offense, first drive, that was perfection. That was the scripted drive. Tua and the offense to come out of the locker room and score again, that was scripted. It was perfection. There seems to be a trend here because other than that, the offense really couldn't get it going. But I don't think the reason for that is Tua. I think the reason for that is that offensive line was bad for the Dolphins yesterday, and poor Liam Eikenberg, and I know left tackle's not his natural position, but he was dominated yesterday over and over and over again, and the Pats front, that's one of the best in the NFL. They're going to be one of the best in the league, and the Dolphins weathered that storm, but this is a tough one to gauge Tua on. I think Tua was fine. He was fine. What's the word you'd use to describe Tua Tungavailoa's performance yesterday in the Dolphins' win over the Patriots? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Can I use two words? Sure. Ragarm. Okay, I knew that you were going to do that. That was predictable. Your comedic timing, though, is impeccable. What was? What would be the one? And I think ragarm actually could be one word, depending on how you... I don't hyphenate it. It's two words. <laughs> More right. of 
All right. So Tua yesterday, one word you'd use to describe him, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. I think he was fine. He was fine. Does he need to be better against pressure? Yes. Does he need to establish himself better in the pocket? Yes. Does he need to get a little bit more on those throws over the middle that he really had trouble connecting on yesterday? Yeah. But what the Patriots were doing is they're showing pressure from the edges because you know you have a hole on the Dolphins' offensive line on the edges, and then they're able to send everybody into the middle of the field. And so a lot of what they wanted to do on those crossing routes wasn't there for Tua. That's why the two biggest plays of the day for Tua passing came on the edges, the one to Waddle and then the one to Devontae Parker along the sideline. There was nothing in the middle of the field. So I just want to, I know that I'm endlessly to him, but I also want to be realistic that, hey, he's still not there. And I don't want to give him a pass for yesterday. But 202 yards, two touchdowns, one that was a perfect throw that was batted away via a spectacular defensive play in the second quarter. Like, fine, you deal with it. And he managed the game enough to go get a victory after throwing a bad interception. I'll acknowledge that was a bad decision. But overall, it was fine. It was enough winning football. How much will having Will Fuller back be? It'll be significant, and it looks like he's going to be back next week for Buffalo. Even if next week is ugly, even if next week is ugly and the Dolphins somehow muster a 13-12 win, you know what? I feel damn great because 2-0 feels damn great against the Patriots and the Bills. You had a chance to say 2-0, but... Besides that, yeah, <laughs> yes, winning those two games, I don't care if you win 3 nothing. You come out of this stretch 2-0, and you got it. What a missed opportunity on my part. Tua, one word to describe him. How did he perform yesterday? I say fine. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And I want to acknowledge Mac Jones, based on the Patriots game plan, what Josh McDaniel set up for him, did extremely well. In the face of constant pressure, he hit his underneath routes. Josh McDaniels did him a lot of favors And unfortunately for the Patriots, they just could not find the end zone because the Dolphins clamped down. And as Coquel pointed out, that game plan by Josh McDaniels doesn't necessarily allow for the big play. And the Dolphins, with the constant pressure, did eliminate the chance at the big play. Let's go to Jerry in West Palm. Jerry, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's going on, Jerry? Hey, not much. How are you? Good, good. All right. Um, So... Before I, I give my piece, I just want to say that I'm a Buccaneers fan. Okay. But I think the biggest winner this weekend is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, believe it or not. Um, I'm aware they lost, mm-hmm. but they, sh- they showed that they were hitting all the strides. The defense was playing well. The offense was playing well. Dak was making, he was making the reads. Um, I, I really think the Cowboys have the best chance to win that whole division. They're, they're going to go to the playoffs, I believe. I think that's a good observation. And, and Friday, Coquel and I were raving over Dak. I think that injury, while it sucks for him, uh, it may be a blessing because it seems like he's comfortable standing in the pocket and throwing, and he did that a lot on Thursday. Right, I agree. And I also think uh, the loser, I mean, I, I think a lot of people will agree, is, is Aaron Rodgers and Packers. Like, how how did you get beat like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not the MVP. No, and, and but... it wasn't competitive. That's the thing, too. Like It was just flat-out bad, and you can't have, and appreciate the call, you can't have that offseason, and we supported Rodgers. Rodgers, we have supported him over the Packers, and I firmly believe that Aaron Rodgers is the one who had the leverage, 
and was right to feel disrespected, but you can't generate that soap opera stuff in the offseason, and then that is what you look like to start the 2021 season? Uh Uh-uh. He deserves all the criticism that he's going to get today in Wisconsin and nationwide. Is he still trying to get traded? <laughs> a little t- little tank job, a little James Harden in him. Do you, you tank, think tank your way out? You think there's some conspiracy theory going on here that this was purposeful that he came back to the Packers just to tank their season? Him and Devontae Adams both. We'll see. Tag team. If all of a sudden week seven the trade deadline comes, or is it week six, week seven? I don't know. With 18 weeks this week, I don't know where it's falling. But if once that trade deadline comes, he starts playing better again. Maybe yeah. maybe he's trying to find his way out. Um, back to the Dolphins real quick. You pay Xavier Howard and make him happy X. for reasons like yesterday. No one's throwing at Xavier Howard. They're just not. So he, and he said it in the post game. They think they're going to lull me to sleep. I'm going to go and find the football. And that's exactly what he did. With under three and a half minutes left to go, he is in there on a run play with the Patriots moving the ball close to the goal line, punching and ripping and scratching and clawing and dislodging the football and recovering the football and getting the Dolphins the win. That is why you pay a guy like that the money that he wanted. Big players make big plays. They they find a way, no matter where it is. Even like a a Deion Sanders, let's go back to him. Yes, no one threw to his side, but go Google Deion Sanders highlights. You'll find them because he's going to find a way to Mm -hmm. make a big play. I thought yesterday, too, while the Dolphins' defense gave up some big yardage, sustained drives, Emmanuel Ogba was the most consistent pass rusher. He looked very, very good, very strong, very imposing, was winning one-on-one battles, was a split second late to Mac Jones consistently, but that's because he was not getting much help in the pass rush. The Dolphins' linebackers struggled a bit yesterday, and then offensively, Jalen Waddle, how could you not feel good about that? And you started to see what the actual plan is for him. You didn't see anything in the preseason. They put him everywhere yesterday. He dropped one ball that was perfect from Tua. That would have been a big gain. He came back, made a big play. He had a touchdown reception. Jalen Waddle's going to be a problem if they can finally get some things in sync there with the offense. Say it, Ken. Say it. Who's now the favorite to win the AFC East? Say it. Come on. With your chest. The favorites in the AFC East are the Miami Dolphins. What? The favorites are the Miami Dolphins. What? 1-0. Dolphins. Tua. Fins up. Waddle. Sanders. (laughs) That's right. The Dolphins. Just Secchi, even though he didn't have a catch. (laughs) Thanks, fantasy team. Oh, man. Hey, just Secchi, Barkley, and Rodgers playing. I know no one cares about my fantasy team. My Sunday was ruined. Your fantasy ruined. team, a loser from week one. Rigor can't NFL reach Sunday. anyone else. Why does he have no catches, Jacecki? Like, what happened? Mikey <laughs> G just decided not to show They off? did. The Patriots did do a good job of completely neutralizing Jacecki. Uh, the only time Jacecki really touched the ball on offense was that terrible throw from Tua that went up to Jacecki's face mask and then <laughs> fell into the arms of a Patriots defender. They didn't even need Mikey G, and they won. <laughs> Favorite? Favorite? Say it again. Say it again for the people who didn't hear. Ken Lavica, who is the favorite to win the AFC East? Silence, please. The Miami Dolphins. That's who, Coquel. Whoa. I said it with my chest. Go, Fins. And that's your Dolphins deep dive. It's going to be equally as obnoxious the remaining 17 weeks of this NFL season. Until the Bills win by 30 next week. Oh, man. Bills, Dolphins next week here on ESPN 106.3. Your Bills look terrible, by the way. That was not good. I told my you, Bills. I, I told you Josh Allen's coming back to reality. You didn't believe me.
he definitely looked like old Josh Allen at I also times. told you the Steelers were done. So, you know, <laughs> you give and take. You win a few, you lose a few. That's how you're always right, Kenny. That's how you play the game. The one word you'd use to describe Tua. Mine is fine. You, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Uh, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat Lawler, he's my guy. He's Coquel's guy, and he is your guy as well. If you have a personal injury, matter whether it's automobile boating accident motorcycle accident slip and fall if there is a situation where you believe that you deserve compensation that's where Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys come in it's not just Pat it's his whole staff and they collectively have decades of trial experience they've been there they've done that they've seen it all South Florida this is a place where you pretty much see everything when it comes to personal injury matters they are going to help navigate you through it you need someone you can trust Pat is one of those you can absolutely trust. At Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, check them out online, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com, and he'll join us again tomorrow as our sports law and sports agent insider here on Ken LeVick Alive. When we return, college football in this state on Saturday, there are two teams that were one big barf bag. We'll discuss it with our Florida College Football Funhouse. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.